trust in the Lord and do good. Do you see that? That's that outline that's built in. There are five precepts. What a precept is, is it's a command. It's something that we're told to do. And there's a, there's a precept and there's a promise attached to each one. Do you see it? If you trust in the Lord and do good, you'll dwell in the land and you'll be fed. God will take care of all your needs. So there's a precept and a promise. Delight thyself, another precept, and there's a promise. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I love that verse. If you delight yourself in the Lord. If you commit your way unto him, he'll bring it to pass. A precept and a promise. Rest in the Lord. That's another precept in verse 7. What will happen as a result of that? If you rest in the Lord and you don't fret, God will give you peace. You see it in verse 11. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. There are those three, really uh, verses 3 down to, uh, to 8. And within that, you have those precepts. And I want to encourage you, folks. We, we won't be able to look at them all in, in, in detail this, this time. But I want to encourage you to trust in the Lord. Because things happen in our lives. And we need to be reminded that it is always right. And it is always a precept to be followed to trust in the Lord. What I mean by that is I mean to trust in the Lord with your health. I mean that you should trust in the Lord with your marriage. There are times when we doubt God's goodness because of health problems. There's times when we doubt God's goodness because of a marital partner. Because of of the difficulties of marriage. Or because of the failure of a marital partner. Trust God with your family. Trust God with your children. And, and if you, if, listen, if you don't send your kids to camp, you're not trusting the Lord with your kids. Trust Him with them. Let Him have some time to work on them. Trust God with your ability to handle trials. I know what it's like to hit a, hit a, a very, like a soul-shaking trial and to be kind of swept off your feet. I, I, as a kid, I was talking about different things with my mom and skipping and and uh, getting clotheslined and things like that. And as a kid, I remember running down a hill, and, and I shouldn't tell you what we were up to, but yeah, I probably shouldn't. I will anyways. I was running out of the house at night, and my friend had taken his mom's car, and he was allowed to take it, but probably not that time. But, and I was running to meet him, and we were going to go out uh, joyriding in his mom's car. And I was running down the hill, and I, there was this clothesline. Remember back in the day when people used to put clotheslines out in the yard? One of those wire ones with the green plastic. And I mean, I'm just running and then boom, hit that clothesline right on my neck. Took me right up in the air and flat down on my back. And it took the wind out of me. I've been through some trials that felt just about like that. I mean, just hit you out of nowhere, man, and just knock the wind out of you. When that happens, you've got to trust in the Lord. If you trust in the Lord and do good through that, He said, I'll take care of all your needs. You'll dwell in the land. I'll protect you. You'll be fed. You'll have everything that you need. And you might feel like, well, when that happens, I don't think I can face this trial. I don't think I can handle it. And that's right. You can't. You can't. 
but God can help you through it. Amen. You say, what do I do when I'm in a trial? That You look at the invitations in the Bible. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. God invites us to come to him with our heavy burdens and to trust in the Lord and bring them to him. And bring, I mean, spend time in prayer seeking strength from the Lord to help you in the midst of your trials. You say, I can't handle it. You, you, you'll be surprised. You'll be amazed at the grace of God, the grace that will help you through those trials. But listen, the temptation, when trials come, the temptation is to go cold on the Lord, to back off from the Lord, and to go to the things of the world and do something wrong in order to find some kind of comfort. I don't know why that is. It's because of our sin nature, I suppose. But that's what happens a lot of times. Trials will knock Christians out of church and out of fellowship. And you'll find them out in the world trying to take care of problems the way that you used to before you got saved. Don't do that. Draw close to the Lord. Seek comfort from Him. You can trust the Lord with your future and with the future of this country. With the future of, of, uh, of our stability and all of that. With uncertainties. Trust in the Lord. Brother Randy is a great example of that. Brother Randy got up here after just a, a, a deep loss, losing his brother Paul. And you know what? Sunday morning he was here. And even leading songs by the grace of God. That didn't just happen. That happened because he's been practicing this trust in the Lord. Week after week, month after month, year after year. So that when the trials come, he's walking with the Lord, seeking the Lord, and he can strengthen you to do what is required for the day. Keep on trusting. When you suffer, when you go through trials, keep on trusting. Keep on serving. Don't stop. That's what I'm trying to encourage you to do. Just keep doing this. Put one foot in front of the other spiritually. You know what you're supposed to do. You know you should start your day in prayer, seeking the Lord for strength and for guidance and for comfort. Pour out your heart. Tell Him all about it. Even if you doubt Him. Because when hard times come, it causes us to doubt the Lord. Now listen, you're not better than me spiritually. We all have a sin nature. Even if you're saved, you still have a sin nature. And that sin nature will cause you to doubt the goodness of God. That is a sin. And you will doubt God at first. But listen, pour out your heart. To the Lord, tell Him all about it. He's, he has broad shoulders, He can bear it. But then, you need to return back to a place of just trusting the Lord, putting one foot in front of the other, confessing uh, doubts and things like that, and just saying, Lord, in this particular trial, because there's some trials that we bring on ourselves, right? I, I heard of a, a young, no, not a young a woman, but I heard of a grandmother uh, just recently, a friend of mine in, in a church up there in Byesville, he told me about his wife, and she was out, she was jumping rope with her granddaughters, just having a good time. Nothing wrong with that. But she fell backwards, and she broke her back, seriously. And, and she, was, she was in rough shape. She had to go through multiple surgeries. She lost the mobility and use of, of one side of her body, and it was a painful recovery. A great trial. But you know, through all of that, 
She kept serving the Lord. And as she went to rehab, and, and as her husband, Ed, was telling me about this and everything that he had to do to care for her, because he had to do everything for her. For, and it took a long time to recover. But as he would take her to rehab, he would look around the room and he'd see all of these other people. And you know what he said to me? He said, I realized that we didn't have problems, not compared to some of these other people. These people, they have real health problems. We have something that we can recover from. And he was looking around at some people that they're not going to recover from what they're going through. They're just going to try to make the best of it, make the most of it. And you know what his wife did? She kept serving the Lord. She, she kept coming to church. And even now, she can, she can drive her car and she can get around. And she can come to church and sit for a little while. But after so long, the pain becomes so bad, she has to get up and leave. And so they have a place for her in the back because she doesn't want to disturb anything. But she's continuing to serve the Lord in the midst of trials. That's what you have to do. You say, why? Because not, you will lose your peace. And when Christians lose their peace, they lose their joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you have people counting on you. And you have people that are not saved yet that you need to be a witness for. And you need to be a witness of a strong faith in God. An impossible faith sometimes. And there are times when trials come into our lives that God brings into our lives. Everything that happens, God permits. You understand? He's in complete control. You have to trust in the Lord and say, Lord, I know you're in complete control. So this is a trial either of my own making, or this is a trial that somehow you have permitted into my life. And you want me to trust you through this. And when people see that your faith... Listen, it's not just a Sunday school faith. It's not just a faith that works on Sunday morning. It's a, it's a faith that works on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. In good times, in bad times, in wealth, in prosperity, in, in poverty and want. This faith will carry you through this trust in the Lord. And the Lord promises... He doesn't promise you everything... We're not the Jews under the Old Testament covenant. We're not promised wealth and prosperity and blessings and all of those kind of things. You know what we're promised? We're promised to be persecuted for our faith. Jesus said, having food and raiment, be there with content. He didn't say good health. What we're promised is strength for the day. What we're promised is eternal life. Listen, our, our time down here sometimes as Christians, it seems like we have a hard way to go. And the, and the evil and the wicked, they prosper. But listen, you have eternal hope, eternal joy to look forward to. Let me close with this, with this illustration. Do you delight yourself in the Lord? I mean, do you enjoy your time with the Lord in prayer and in Bible reading? Do you walk throughout the day just saying, Lord, praise God, it's a beautiful day. Your creation is just wonderful, beautiful. I'm just, I'm enjoying. Thank you for letting me be alive. Thank you for the air that I breathe. Lord, thank you for speaking to my heart through that, through that uh, time in the, in the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me, giving me health and helping me through my, my physical trials and so on. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, for saving my children. Do you, do you go through your, your days just delighting yourself in the Lord? 
That's a privilege of believers. Amy Johnson Flint was such a, a Christian. She lived from 1864 and she was a partaker of sufferings. As a young woman, she developed a severe case of arthritis that left her crippled and unable to care for herself. In much pain, she suffered greatly for 40 years. She wrote poems, one of which is called God Hath Promised. It's been set to music, it speaks to the heart, and here are just a few of the words. Quote, God hath not promised skies always blue, flower strewn paths all our lives through. God hath not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God hath promised strength for the day, and rest for the labor, light for the way. Grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, and undying love. That right there, that's good. Anything else? Anything else on top of undying love is just like gravy on mashed potatoes or icing on the cake. Listen, you're loved infinitely and eternally by Almighty God, you get to go to heaven when you die. You get to walk with Him now. Every aspect of your life has meaning and eternal consequence. He delights. Think of that. You might not delight in the Lord. Sometimes your kids, there were times in your lives with your kids, they didn't exactly delight in you, like when they were teenagers or something. It's wonderful when they're four, five, six, seven, eight, and they delight in you, and you're like the hero. You know, at eight years of age, dad is like the boy's hero, and they delight in you, but something happens when they hit 13, and then you're way, way, way down on the list. Listen, God delights in your steps and in your ways, and he just is calling you to trust him. We don't know what he might be doing through our trials. But God is in control. We can trust Him. And God will help us to overcome. And listen, if you feel like you've lost your peace because you're looking at the world around you, I want to encourage you, shut it off. Turn it off. Take a break fast from all of those news media outlets, all those programs that you're watching and listening to, take a break from them and get back to the heart of the matter, back to your relationship with the Lord. Okay? And if you're struggling, and you're struggling right now with like a faith-shaking trial, it's so, it's so simple, but it's so hard because the flesh doesn't want to do it. Get alone with the Lord. Fall down before Him and worship God and say, God, I don't understand. I'm guilty of doubting you and doubting your goodness. But I need strength. That's what I need for today. And if you, got, if you seek God for strength and for peace, He will help you. He won't take it away till it's time. He's doing something through it. But He will help you. He will give you strength and peace. And listen, that's what everybody in this life is searching for. Peace and love. You have it. Avail yourself of it.
Would you stand with your heads bowed, please, and your eyes closed? If you're not saved today, you don't have peace with God. You're at enmity with God. We, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That can be yours today. You can have peace with God by faith. Trusting 100% in what Christ did on the cross. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I just want to ask you, just no one looking around. Just between you and the Lord, I'm talking to brothers and sisters in Christ. Have you lost your peace? Are you troubled by the national situation to the point that it's caused you to be angry? I heard about a, a man, he's on one political side and he went to a courthouse and he decided to key people's cars outside of the courthouse that were on the other, the opposing political side that he didn't agree with. There was a police officer standing at the end of one of those vehicles and he was arrested. That's fretting. That's anger and irritation to the point it causes you to lose your peace and want to lash out at others. Are you troubled? If God's people lose their peace, they lose their joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm going to pray a prayer. And I just want you to pray along with me in your heart. If this is uh, something that's hit home with you, I want you to pray. Uh, if it's someone that you know, I want you to pray for them. Okay? Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help me to know that you are with me in this situation. That you're with me in my trial. That I've lost my peace and I feel like you're far away from me, but you're not. You're, you're as close to me as you've ever been. And I pray, Father, that you would help me once again to feel your nearness, to feel close to you. And I pray that you'd restore my peace. I pray that you'd take away my fears and assure me that because I've committed my life to you, that you're in control and that you know what is best for my life. Would you pray something like that to the Lord?